We've seen photographers in action. We've had food made by a lot of different caterers. So I feel like we know the good, the bad, the ugly, all of it. But if you are just now getting engaged and wanting to choose all of those things for your wedding, you don't really know the good, the bad, the ugly. You know what people put out on social media. You know who might appear to be really fabulous. Um, you don't know who doesn't clean up at the end of the night, who leaves, and then you're stuck with a bill at the end. Um, who, you know, those kinds of things. So one part of one of my packages... Brides, my groom, super excited to bring you another amazing episode of the Wedding Workshop Podcast. I'm your host, Gina, Wedding Coach. Uh, super excited to have Michelle Myers from Michelle's main event. Did I say that right, Michelle? Yes, Michelle? you did. Yes, you did. <laughs> All right. And, uh, you know, the purpose of the show is to help couples plan a fun, entertaining, most importantly, stress free wedding so before we dive into the interview michelle just please let the audience know who you are what service you provide and uh you know how long you've been doing weddings sounds good all right hi everybody i'm michelle owner of michelle's main event and um i started my business in 2013 after the birth of my third little baby hmm. um I discovered after planning my own wedding that I absolutely loved every minute of it. And then I helped a lot of friends and um, they hated it. And so that's when we discovered that it takes a certain kind of personality to plan a wedding and coordinate um, when the emotions are high. And um, so they encouraged me to go for it. And after my third baby, I was home and on a break from my other job. And so I decided to take it and run. And um, it's now become my primary profession. So I love it. I was I was doing some research on your website and you, you know, and I just have to bring this up, right? So you say on there, we take on a limited number of clients to ensure uh, personal service, right? Like, can you please dive into that a little bit? Sure, absolutely. Well, when I started, it was just me. So I obviously, you know, could not work two events on the same day. Couldn't be in both places at the same time. Um, and I, I now have a larger team of coordinators. So there are six of us total. So I guess you could say um, to make lots of money, we could book six weddings on a day and have us each at a venue. But I would not do that. The most we, we ever do is two. Um, so I'm at one and then I have a couple other leads that will work one. And then we have other people that can assist because depending on the size, depending on the place, Sometimes we have a lead and an assistant um, and then also have some backup people because um, kids do get sick, families do have emergencies. So um, I never want to spread us too thin that we cannot offer that personalized service. Um, 
also for the for the first several years even if i had another person leading an event on the day of the event i did all of the pre-planning work and so i really like to still have my mark on every single wedding i need to i i like to have that experience with every client um the first consultation is always me. The contract negotiation is always me. And a lot of the pre-planning is me. And then um, my coordinators have been trained in the Michelle's main event way per se to execute it. And you, you know, I'm so glad you say that Michelle because that is that is very important, right? And so, you know, for a lot of the couples that are out there, they've never planned a wedding before. You know, a, a lot of couples plan a wedding where you should plan your wedding a year in advance. So I get booked, like I would imagine you get booked a year in advance. And so you have a whole bunch of new brides that come into the market and you're not available, right? And so when a couple comes to me and they say, well, Gene, we saw you, we want you, right? And unfortunately I may not be available, but like you said, it, you train your staff in the Michelle way, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, I tell my couples all the time, the the system that we have in place is to ensure the success of your wedding. It doesn't matter if I'm there, if Oscar's there, if Steve's there, if Quincy's there, right? Mm -hmm. doesn't matter who's there. We all have different personalities, right? But we have a system in place to ensure the success of your wedding, right? So I would imagine it's the same for you. You may not- Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's my business, so I take great pride in investing in it and investing in my staff. I mean, I, I interviewed them. All of the questions were tailored towards things that I knew that I needed, qualities that I needed, characteristics that I wanted. Um, we get together, um, not monthly, but at least three or four times during the year for some sort of training or discussion topic. Um, and after doing it for, you know, I, seven, eight years and 10, 15, 20 weddings each year, you, you learn a lot. You have to put out a lot of fires and you have a lot of experiences to share with them on how to handle different situations. So we talk about different scenarios and how to handle it. And um, they've all they've all assisted me before they ever lead an event so that I, so they know how I roll and I have complete faith that they can do it our way. So, so what, what do you think separates you? Cause there's so many planners in the industry. Okay. What do you think separates you from the other planners in your market? One thing, this is a question that I'm asked all the time. And I, so I, I feel pretty confident it's something that really does separate us. I always get asked to provide day of coordination. And my most basic package, really it starts serving the client one month before their wedding. So I really call that month of coordination. It's not really just that day. The day is included, but it's a whole month. And of course the cost is, a whole month worth of compensation and work. Um, and a lot of people really don't want that or they think they don't want that. And um, they constantly say, no, we just want a day of, we just want a day of. And I, I know some other planners that offer 
day up. I'm not really sure how they do that, but it just, maybe it's a, just a different way than how I am because I feel that if I showed up there on the day of the event, knowing nothing, I could not make the magic happen <laughs> the way I do. It takes me that whole month to know all of their vendors, to reach out to all of their vendors, introduce myself, confirm with them. Often the vendors have questions that are still unanswered that they want to know. Make like sure the vendors I, have been there. Where I, where, where's the outlets for me to plug <laughs> in my system, Michelle? Like, can, can, can you do a video at the venue and show me like, that stuff's important. I'm just saying this. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, how about that? I'm like, hi, Gene. Here's my, here's my video. This is the venue. But yes, I mean, things like that, it all takes time. I usually start with that vendor communication, and then I work on creating a really detailed timeline for them. And it usually includes vendor components, you know, like music, information, and photography schedules and stuff, but I really have every little detail in my timeline that you've seen it. There's probably pages that you don't even need, um, and we also do a walkthrough two weeks before the wedding and really understand the bride's vision um, and style, and then that way, that day, we don't bother her at all. She's getting her hair and makeup done. She's relaxing. We're, we're setting up. We know where she wants things. Um, so I think that's one of the main things. When people say day of, I'm not sure they completely understand or, but other planners do offer that. I'm not sure how. Yeah, listen, you know, I tell my couples all the time, especially my grooms, okay? Planning a wedding is stressful. It is, now don't, don't get me wrong. Like, you know, it's, it's a lovely time. It's a lovely time. And, you know, but, you know, I, I don't want to sugarcoat it for you, right? The, the reality is you're planning the, one of the biggest events of your life, mm -hmm. right? And trying to get everybody on the same page, your friends, your irresponsible family members, right? All of the vendors in one location to seamlessly come together is not an easy task. And, and you've never done it before. It takes skill, right? And like you said earlier, Michelle, it takes a certain type of person, right? Because a planner, you're putting out fires all day, right? And mm -hmm. most importantly, <clears throat> most importantly, there's a lot of details that's involved when planning a wedding. I mean, I'm just on the entertainment side and there's a heck of a lot that I need to, to, to prepare. I couldn't imagine just showing up to the wedding the day of and like, all right, Gene, you're going to set up here. Well, are you going to play this music? Well, what version do you want to play? When do you want me to cut it off? Okay, the ceremony music, how long is it? I mean, so can, can you just please, you know, let the couples know what, and, and, and listen, every couple is different. Everyone's going to have a different experience, but you know, you're not somebody that's talking from a standpoint of, you know, you, you just became a planner. No, you actually got married, right? You went through that whole experience and then you fell in love with it. So, you know, what set, set, set up the expectations for the brides, right? What, 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 what should they expect? You got the ring on. You already know what they're thinking, Michelle. Okay, bridal show, 
and uh, you know, I've oh, venue tours, like break, 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 break it down for me. Okay. So, you know, one of the one of the first things, I mean, we're lucky we're in the industry. So we work with all these people all the time. We've been to various venues, we've seen photographers in action, we've had food made by a lot of different caterers. So I feel like we know the good, the bad, the ugly, all of it. But if you are just now getting engaged and wanting to choose all of those things for your wedding, you don't really know the good, the bad, the ugly. You know what people put out on social media. You know who might appear to be really fabulous. Um, you don't know who doesn't clean up at the end of the night, who leaves, and then you're stuck with a bill at the end. Um, who, you know, those kinds of things. So one part of one of my packages that has more support, more planning help for like the whole year um, is involves vendor referrals, recommendations, and I will even call vendors for the bride um, and, and see if they're available and like begin that contract negotiation part. So helping them select their vendors can certainly be part of the package. Obviously not that month of package because that's, too late, but other ones, um, it certainly can be. And then, and visits and going places with the bride. Uh, a lot of times, you know, they don't even know what they want for decor. So I'll go places with them and we'll kind of shop around a little bit and choose different things. Um, I'll do the layout for them because I think that takes even like a little bit different kind of brain. You know, if you have 250 people or even 150 people and you're trying to map out all of your tables and then thinking about in addition, you need a DJ table or in addition, you need your buffet, probably two tables. What about your dessert display? What about your gift table? And then we talk about signage, you know, when you walk in as a guest. Where do I go? Where do I put my gift? Um, where's the bathroom? I give the money to. Just go to the DJ booth and they'll take care of it. <laughs> right. Well, you know what's funny, Jean, is that you know some brides even will say we're just we're gonna save some money and we're gonna play an iPod for our music. You know, so I mean that those are conversations that I have with them too, in the sense that. You know, that's, I always say, that sounds like a great idea. <laughs> I can help you save money in a lot of different ways, but you really need an MC. And then they start thinking about it. And I'll say, who's going to say, and then I'll actually give them some examples. Who's going to announce you when you walk in? Who's going to direct your guests where they need to go? Okay, folks, now come on upstairs. It's time to be seated and start the reception grand entrance. And, Correct. and then they're like, oh, they just don't think about it. So. Um, no, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. And listen, every time I talk to a couple, first question I ask them, do you have a planner? No. Oh, okay. 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 So do you plan on getting a planner? Well, we don't know. Well, my pricing is going to depend on if you get a planner or not, because if you don't get a planner, I already know you're going to be leaning on me and I'm not a planner. I know 
you know, I may come across because I'm so engaged and involved, but, you know, like, who's going to set up your centerpieces, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and talk a little bit about when a venue tells the couple, oh, you get a day of coordinator when you book the venue, right? I mean, it's, 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 it's uh, you know, I don't, they just don't know. They don't understand, right? And so they get confused. I just had a couple uh, last week, very, very frustrated with the venue because the venue says, yes, you, it comes with a dev coordinator and not all venues, I'm just saying some, right? And they don't outline in the agreement, well, what, what, what is this day of coordinator supposed to be doing? And at most venues, I would say is turn on the lights, Oh. And turn off the lights and make sure that the food comes out hot. Mm. No, well, who's going to set up your stuff, right? Who's going to direct the wedding party where to go when the bride first gets there? Who's going to do these things? And if and 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 just to be transparent, uh, and once again, I'm not speaking for all venues, but if a venue comes with a venue coordinator, and I don't know if it's an additional charge or not. Right, and it's just based off my experience. Um, some venues that offer a planner, they're more interested in the venue, right? And once again, I'm not saying all venues are like this. It's just important for you to understand what it, what is this day of coordinator going to be offering you? Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that? You know, and again, that's tricky business. And maybe that's why I'm often asked if if I'll do day of coordinating because people are just confused. And, you know, it's um it's interesting because so I so with six pastors, I they I'm part of their agreement. If you sign a contract with six pastors to have your wedding at their venue, I come with it as the coordinator. Now, as soon as they sign, Six Pastors tells me that they've signed and I reach out then and I say, congratulations, you've selected a beautiful wedding venue um, and I will be your coordinator. I will reach out one month before your wedding and help you through the final stages. And then I kind of lay out what I will do with them from there. So I try to make that clear, but now every venue, that may not be the case. It's not, Michelle, it's not, it's not, it's not. So so yeah, that could be very deceiving because um, I do, I want them to be, I want the bride to be getting ready. I don't want her to be worried about how things are going to be. So we've done the the walkthrough. I provide four hours of setup prior to the ceremony start time. So if it's a four o'clock ceremony, I get there at noon. I'm usually the first vendor to arrive. And I already know where she wants everything because I've already done the layout and I've already walked through with her. And so I set it all up um, and direct all the the vendors, do all of that. But I'll tell you what it is. If if the venue, I feel, right, if the venue is providing the planner, the couple should be like, well, what experience does this planner have? 
right? Like how long has she been doing weddings? That's that is so important. I, I'm I'm just speaking from personal experience. I've been to venues where I walk in and the day of coordinator is like asking me, James, do you have the script? <laughs> Uh, okay, yeah, here, 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 here you go. I mean, it's, you know, and so it's important for couples to really understand and to be educated and ask these important questions, right? Like, you know, and, 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 and Michelle, I'm pretty sure you've, 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 you've heard the stories, right? Like a venue hires somebody and they have no experience whatsoever. And you and this is my favorite quote, your wedding is too important to to hire amateurs. Yes. There's yes. too there's you you're invested too much time, too much money, too much effort and energy, right? On the biggest day of your life, you can't leave it to chance. You have to know I am hiring a professional. And the one thing I always tell my couples, listen, hire a, it's the best investment you would make. It's the best cuz guess what? That's going to make my job easier. Oh yes. Absolutely. Well, and mine too, because honestly, if I'm planning and they, you know, um, decide to, a lot of people do their own flowers or just do their own, what, whatever vendor it might be, but that vendor is eliminated by, well, my relative is going to do this job or you know, my aunt so-and-so is going to take the photos and it is just very different. It always makes my job a lot harder because to me that translates to the planner's going to do it. Correct. <laughs> you know? I mean, even like, even as simple as paying the delivery fee for your cake or your desserts, now it seems like there's been a trend a delivery? But, I don't even know well, what. Well, yeah. So let's say, let's say, um, you know, I'm getting a wedding cake and I'm getting four dozen cupcakes also. And I have these lovely little like ladders that I want the cupcakes placed on. And this is how I want it staged and all of that. Well, if I hire a professional baker, they will bake all of that. And then they will also deliver it to the venue. A couple pros on that is that it gets there safely. It's not traveling in Aunt Susie's car and getting spilled or smushed. And then also, then they stage it. I mean, it's their work that they take pride in. So they're going to put it on those pretty little ladders for you. And I've already confirmed the delivery time. I am looking for her when she arrives and I greet her and I say, here is the dessert table. Here are the pretty little ladders. You know, that's where they go. Okay, flip side. Um, some people don't want that extra fee. So my cousin said she would get the cake and cupcakes for me. Okay, they make it there safely. Fabulous. Cousins asks me, where's the bathroom? I need to go change and get ready for the ceremony. You know, she's a guest. She's going to watch. So she's like, bye. I said, are, are you putting the cupcakes out? No. 
So four dozen cupcakes now need to be unboxed and staged and it's go time. It's go time. It's when guests are arriving. That's when cousin came because she's a guest. So it's like those little experiences, lesson learned. So now I, I go over with all of my couples, you know, who is bringing your cake and when, and are they staging everything? Because I do set up, but I'm setting up other things. And at that point, I'm going to go get all the bridesmaids and line them up. So that's such a good point, Michelle, because I never even thought about staging the cake because 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 truth be told, I'm focused on the music and, you know, my thing. And yeah, you're right. Every time I walk into the venue, the cake is there. It looks pretty taking pictures. Never did I think, wait a minute, wait a minute. Somebody has to put that together. Mm -hmm. Right. And if it's not put together, it's going to be a problem. Right. And the bride finished taking her pictures and they walk in and the cake is done. And it's like, wait a minute, mm -hmm. what happened to the, the, you know? So with that being said, what should couples consider or think of when investing in, 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 in wedding vendors? That they should talk to their planner about where budget cuts can be made. If, if budget is the issue, then instead of cutting fees like that, like delivery fees or setup fees with rentals is another one that has often caused me a lot of extra work. Um, you know, just talking to your planner. I, I do help couples find ways to cut budget, but we're talking more lowering your numbers can help with the budget because that catering bill, that's, that's, a, that's a simple and easy way. Although if that's out of the question, you know, we cut favors out and we can cut other kind of fluff type items out, but those areas just aren't an area to cut. So I would say, talk to your planner. She can, or he can advise you on where to save. So, so Michelle, listen, what are the non-negotiables? Right. When you're planning your wedding, I know we're talking about a budget. You got a budget. So let's say you got, okay, all right, we're going to spend $3,000 on these flowers here, but we only have a budget for $500 for the DJ. Like, talk, talk, talk to me, Michelle. Talk to okay. me. <laughs> okay, I will. Let, let me tell you, let me tell you, this is something that I've done with my couples. Um, I would say it's relatively like newer, maybe the past just couple years, not like since I started. But as soon as we start working together, we do this little top five exercise. And um, here's what it is. So the bride and the groom separately, not together, like literally separate rooms, get a piece of paper and pencil and they write down what the five most important things are for them. Um, and, and then, so some things come out in that that don't, that wouldn't normally come out in regular discussion, especially on behalf of the groom, I feel like, you know, the bride will learn some things that are really important to him. And then she can share things that are really important to her. And then they sit down together and they look at their list and they compare them and talk about it. And then they come up with the top five together 
So maybe you're number one, my number one, you're number two, my number two, however they do it. Um, then they send them to me. And so in my planning documents, like my monthly checklists and everything we do, we keep those as our top five priorities all the time. So if the bride's number one is flowers and the groom agreed, basically, they, they put that as the number one priority, then we're going to spend more money on flowers because that's, that's our priority. Um, and that has been really helpful for me with COVID because, again, if they say a big wedding is our priority, we want all of our family and friends in here then that makes it easy for me to advise them to postpone because Ooh. if that's your number one thing that you see when you think about your wedding and you can't have that, then just wait, you know? But for some people, that's not the case. It's timing. My number one priority is to get married now because we're on a schedule and we're going to have babies or whatever we're going to do, like boom, boom, boom. So 10 people it is, or, you know, 25 people, it, find me a place where, where I can do this, then, then that's what we do. So once I have those top five priorities, I feel like I can take it and I can run with it. Um, and I mean, I, the DJ is very important to me. Um, I have had though the iPod and family member as MC Work talk, out. Talk, talk to me, Michelle. I know, I know. It it stresses me out big time, Jean. But like again, it's all about the couple. It's all about their priorities, right? So once I learn that, then I can I can help them. Yeah. But the iPod DJ is not, it's not gonna, you know. I guess for me, and once again, I'm a guy, so you know, us guys, we're not, we're not flowers, three thousand. We can't go to Michael's or something and get. That's me. I'm just saying. Oh. <laughs> I know, I, Michelle, I know what you're saying. I hear you, right? But I just think most grooms were like, okay, whatever. You know what I'm saying? We just want yeah. good alcohol, good food, you know, good dessert, and obviously a kick-ass party. Like, you know, right. like that, that would right. be my top four or five right there, right? Yeah. Um, but I think it's important. Like, I don't think guests are going to come to the wedding and say, and leave the wedding like, oh my gosh, did you see those flowers? That's me, right? I think <laughs> people need to say, yo, we had a, a, a blast. We were on the dance floor. I mean, so, I, but I'm so glad you're educating me and helping me understand. And, and this is for my grooms too, guys. Listen, if the flowers are important to her and it's a non-negotiable, okay, you're going to have to, you're going to have to come out the pocket almost I don't know, three twenty-five, two thousand for flowers. I mean, you know, but I just think the iPod DJ is just not a good look. I mean, it's hey, it's only been one time, one time. That's the been really? only Was one it? in all the weddings I've I've done the iPod thing one time. So wow. yeah, don't. So you wouldn't advise it. I would not advise that. I would never advise that. <laughs> I would never advise it. <laughs> You know, you'll be surprised, but you know what, Michelle, this is the thing. These couples, they've never planned a wedding before. So they have no, they've never hired a planner. They've never hired a DJ. They've never, 
you know, and so there's a there's there's a lot that's you know involved and a lot of the emotion that's involved. And then you have other people coming in and oh my gosh, don't let her get on Pinterest because it's over if she gets on like, you know. But you did mention COVID and getting to know your couple. So how are you navigating through this COVID period? I mean, though it seems like you know we're coming around the corner, though it seems like the numbers are going down and we have a third vaccine that's out right now and some states are starting to open up. Um, you know, Virginia is still under, uh, you know, some interesting guidelines, right? Um, We're on the slower end of it. <laughs> so yeah. how, how, how are you helping your couples navigate through this period of time? And I know it's difficult for the vendors, for the venues, and especially for the couples. It's a difficult situation. It's so hard. I've shed so many tears for my couples just because I can't even imagine. I would have never, never even thought we would have to make some of the choices that we are making. Um, and, you know, it's honestly, it's case by case because like I said, everybody has some different priorities, some different non-negotiables. So once learning that, then I kind of think about how I'm going to advise them. We go through some different scenarios, whether it's a date change or a reschedule for the whole next year or moving forward with just smaller numbers and finding maybe a new venue or one or two new vendors if everybody can't move to another date. So really just being there for them and kind of brainstorming and bouncing ideas back and forth. I mean, I text my brides a lot. I'll think about things and say, how about this? You know, I mean, we've, we've added tents to spaces that were not really originally supposed to be part of the ceremony, but to create more space for social distancing and to make it an outdoor component too. You know, we've, we've gotten creative that way. Um, and just, you know, I've discovered some new hidden gems in Winchester that are perfect for really small weddings. So if, if the priority is to get married right now, then I have some places that I can give them to choose. Um, and, and then I work with them and the vendor or the venue to see if there's any, not really refunds, but money that does not still have to be paid mm -hmm. if they make a change within a reasonable amount of time. So help them through those things and their contracts, because a lot of their contracts are confusing to them. So they'll send me all of their contracts and I'll look it over and I can comment on different things that might be a little risky for them or might be smart, you know, mm. and, and guide them that way. <clears throat> I think that's so important. You said that Michelle, because you know what, as a couple, you got enough stuff to be worrying about than be trying to read through 15 agreements. And let me just say this, let me just throw this in there. If Michelle says, Hey, Jean, I got this couple that wants to get married. Okay. Guess what? Michelle is getting a discount for her couples and I'm going to go above, not that I wouldn't for any other wedding, but I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is Michelle's couple. I have a relationship with Michelle. We are friends. 
right? But if a couple just contacts me because they found me on Instagram, don't get me wrong, you're still going to get the same level of service, right? But, you know, if it's from Michelle or, or, or somebody that I know, like we're really going to go above and beyond. And that's why, that's one of the most powerful things or, or, or reasons why I think a couple should invest in a planner because guess what you're getting the you're getting like the hookup really right <clears throat> but really but to, are yeah get back to what you said about you know trying to navigate your wedding around covid so what you're saying is that okay what's important to you right if you want to mm -hmm. have 150 people realistically with the current restrictions not possible right so let's right. pivot right let's move the wedding back or if getting married now is important to you, forget, you know, you can have 10 people there, we can work it out. So you really need to figure out what it is that's important to you. Do you want to have, every, and listen, some couples have told me, they're like, Gene, you know what? I just don't feel comfortable with people coming to my wedding and possibly getting sick. Mm -hmm. And then me having that on my, on my conscience. And I get it. I get it. Um, but these are questions and uncomfortable and real conversations that need to be had. Like planning a wedding is already stressful, right? Mm -hmm. um, and now you throw COVID on top of it. Yeah. Right? And yeah. You know what? I want to tell you a little story. This is something one of my clients told me, and I never thought of it this way when, when terms of COVID. So her wedding was supposed to be in 2020. I started um, serving her in 2019, and we, we had been planning for 10 months. And so two months prior to the wedding, the mom received an invitation to another wedding. And she said she got this feeling, this pit in her stomach that she didn't want to go. She was uncomfortable going, but that she felt like she had to go because she knew this person. And then she said it dawned on her she didn't want anybody to feel that way about her daughter's wedding. She's like, here we are. We're trying to decide, do we send invitations or not? We're almost two months out. Should we keep going forward or not? And then she got that invitation and she said it was just like a sign for her because she was like, I don't want any of our guests to feel how I felt like, oh, you know, this is so-and-so and I know her. I feel like I have to go, but I really don't want to. I'm really not comfortable. So they felt like it was putting their family in this awkward position. And that was super important to them. They didn't want to do that. They wanted everybody to feel good about coming. So I thought that's interesting. That's an interesting way to look at it. I hadn't really thought about that. Looking at it from the guest's perspective, mm -hmm. right? How are, how, how are your guests feeling? And you know what? I always try to put myself in the guest shoes. I always try to put myself in the couple's shoes to really try to understand. Because listen, you're having a wedding. You want everybody to come out and celebrate and have a good time. That's why, you know, when the venue called me and told me that, hey, Gene, you know, no dancing is allowed. I'm like, hold up. Wait a minute here. Like, wait, like, as a, forget, forget being a vendor. Right, like if I'm coming to a wedding as a guest, listen, I'm trying to I'm trying to dance. I haven't been out the house in 12 months. Like I'm not I'm not gonna come home. I could have sat home. You could have did a Zoom thing. I would have stayed home with my little. Like no, I'm not, I'm coming up. And 
and a lot of people don't understand when you're when you're when you're planning a wedding, your guests are, they're investing in you as well. They got to get a new outfit, hopefully. They got to get their hair done, right? Mm -hmm. They have to, you know, make travel arrangements. They have to buy you a gift, hopefully. And if there's any guests listening out there, it is proper to give a gift. I'm just saying, right? But um, yeah, these are things that you want to consider. So, so let's let let's get down to logistics. I'm not going to keep you too long, Michelle. Right? Let's okay. get down to logistics. Okay. So we're we're in March. What's today? March, March 11th. 11th right? So it's March 11th, mm -hmm. and I want to say for me, wedding season starts in May. Okay, that's when. Summertime, I mean, yeah, you get some like April, but May, June, July. I mean, so yeah. when when should you start to like what what's the cutoff time, right? If you have a wedding going on in May, do you have to make a decision fairly soon? Oh yeah. <clears throat> so let's see. Let's say so I have a wedding on May 1st. And um, so March 1st, the invitations really should have gone out. So we, we want guests to receive their invites two months out. Now, now just so, to be clear, that's late, right? That's that, 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 that's like a COVID thing, right? That's not, or is it? No, Getting two months, two months is a good, we want okay. guests to receive their, their invitations two months before. Now, this is also considering they, most people do save the dates nowadays, right. and those go out usually four to six months in advance. So- you know, if you send those out six months out, then your invitation comes two months out. So, so May should already be deciding for sure. Some of my brides have decided to put kind of like a note in the invitation about possibly having to cut their guest list closer to the date. Mm. So... I know it's, it's been really tricky trying to follow my Emily post, um, etiquette <laughs> guidelines. There's nothing in there about, uh, COVID. So. <laughs> All right. So no, but this is, this is so good, Michelle. This is so good because this is what the couples need to hear. So if you're sending out invites, you might in there, you have to somehow delicately properly say hey listen we love you you mean a lot to us we want you to come to our wedding but if the guidelines haven't been shifted then you know it's usually something along the lines of like um safety your your the safety of our loved ones is our top priority so oh, pending that. government guidelines oh, I uh, yeah, you know. Right. If COVID, you know what's up. Okay. And uh if things don't go, if guidelines don't go the way they should go, then you know, I'll 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 see you at the next round. That's 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 me and most grooms, but I know for the ladies it's you gotta you gotta you gotta be a little bit more um uh 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 sensitive with the words, right? Yeah, I, I, it, it makes sense. But well, and I've also I like that though. I've also helped them to when they address their invitations, you know, that they're you're cutting out all the extras. So 
some of the plus ones are getting nixed, like even before this, you know, safety little note, you know, just in the beginning, like at this point, if we're planning our May wedding, we're going to shave this list now before the invitations even go out. So, you know, maybe I was thinking about having kids. Now I'm, now I'm not, it's going to be an adult reception. You know, maybe I was thinking about allowing everyone to bring a plus one. Now I'm not, you know, it just like making decisions like that, even before the invitations go out. And again, they're hard decisions. Yes. It just stinks all the way around. But, um, but that can cut your guest list by sometimes 20 to 30 people where you yeah. can still maybe have your wedding in May. Well, listen, I'm not, uh, I'm not qualified to talk about the emotional part of what couples are going through, but I would, you know, I would definitely encourage like at this time, like, you know, that extra help is, is needed because what's happening is people are dealing with some planning a wedding is emotional. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, even my wedding was highly, my mom kept adding people to the guests that I'm like, mom, listen, this is, this is, this is, this, this. I mean, I remember she called me one time and said, junior, I need more tickets. I said, I said mom, there's, <laughs> there's no tickets, mom. Like it's an invite only. And it caused, you know, some friction and, you mm. know, you, you're dealing with, 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 you know, literally bringing two families together, right? And it's so important for the couple to be on the same page and it's okay to seek help. And it's not what yeah. the show is about, but I think it is important, right? I, I, you know, I yeah. talk to couples in there, you know, they hate canceling like, gee, man, we love you, but, mm. you know, we just can't do it. And, and I asked them, I'm, you know, I'm like, tell me what's going on. They're like, gee, we, it's, I've already backed up my wedding twice, Jean. I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. I know. You know, normally our hourly consulting is, is only, well, pr prior to COVID, our hourly consulting was only for our current clients who maybe only had month of service, but then four months out felt like they needed more help but they didn't want to like upgrade to a whole nother level of service. So I would offer that. I didn't ever want them to feel that point where they're overwhelmed, you know, maybe they needed help addressing invitations. So let's just do hourly consulting. But now since COVID I've had, you know, I'll do that. We do hourly consulting for anyone just to kind of help them navigate through. They don't have to have booked us. Um, as their coordinators, because it's just, the struggle is real. I mean, they're just um, looking for advice and we feel like we can give it to them. So, you know, I, I hope that they reach out. I've, I've offered that to a lot of people recently um, that have posted different struggles on social media that they're having. It's tough. So you have a you have a couple coming into the, you know the beautiful thing about our industry and why I love doing weddings is that it's just a constant 
flow of new couples coming in the market every year, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, February is over, we're in March, all those brides that got engaged in, in February and December and November, they're coming into the market uh, a little bit different than the brides that are, because if you think about this, Michelle, right, I was really sitting back and logistically trying to figure this out. Not only do you have the brides from 2019 that canceled or postponed, now you have the brides coming into 2020, right, that that postponed their wedding. And now mm -hmm. those dates are not available. Whole new brides coming in. And then now we're still not out of this thing, right? And then you know, it's going to be another rush to come in. And I'm, I'm thinking 2022, Michelle, like it's going to be like, yeah. you will have to book your vendors early right. if you plan on getting mad in 2022, because they might all be booked. <laughs> all oh, my vendors. calendar, my calendar is half full already for 2022. And I just got an inquiry today telling me that this was the mom saying that the daughter wanted to get married in October of 2022, but she hadn't booked anything yet. And I looked at my calendar and I saw that I already have three in October for 2022. And so and it's March. That's I know. That's crazy. I said, hey, listen, I'd highly recommend you <laughs> you Let's make go. your decision <laughs> and get go. on it. Yeah. So, Michelle, I, I really appreciate you being on the show. I'm not going to keep you too long, but before I let you go, um, what's the three tips you would give to couples that are planning their wedding, um, uh, you know, um, uh, 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 amidst this COVID-19 thing? So three tips, COVID aside, or three tips now with COVID? <laughs> three, ti <laughs> three tips now with COVID? Ah, so I would definitely recommend to do the priority exercise, the top five exercise that I mentioned. Yeah. I think that's super important. Um, that would be number one, um, because then you can really figure out what's, what's important to your groom, what's important to your bride, where your focus is. It kind of gives you something to focus on then book, start securing your vendors. Um, I like to try to spread that out over a three month period for my clients if I can, just because of the monetary deposits that are usually required. But I start their vendor list from the get go and we, we just start securing as many as we can. Even when we start 12 months, 11 months, 10 months out, that's always the number one checklist item. Obviously, the venue being in the tops and the planner being in the tops and picking your date. So all of that, I kind of lumped together as number two. Number three, honestly, with the way things have been right now, I would say, and this is really hard to do, but number three would be to enjoy being engaged, to Ooh. enjoy that time. Cause I feel like it gets filled with so much stress. So that's always one of my checklist items is show off that ring, get your nails done, get your pictures taken, like in this moment of your life and really just enjoy it. Cause it doesn't, really come around 
again for most people. <laughs> yes. Very true. Enjoy the moment. And listen, I told my I told uh my grooms this all the time. I said, listen, you're gonna put a ring on her finger? Like you're thinking, okay, I'm gonna take her off the market. She's already thinking venues, dresses. <laughs> She's on a whole different playing field, my man. Okay. Like. You know, she's thinking bridal shows and 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 you're just like, I love this girl. And and listen, she don't want to be, she don't want to be engaged for 24 months, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so you know, with, with with that being said, Michelle, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, how can people get in touch with you? So the best way to contact me is probably by email. And my website has an inquiry straight to my email. So you can visit michellesmainevent.com and email me straight from the website. All right, last question, Michelle. What is the craziest thing you've seen at a wedding? Um, <laughs> good or bad, good or bad. Without mentioning the venue or any, or any name. Um, I have seen a DJ fall asleep. That was the craziest thing to me ever. Yes. So that was, was the craziest. The booth or was this during the ceremony? This was behind the booth. During the, during the reception. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I've used him only that one time. And I, it was not someone I recommended, but a first time we worked together. Wasn't a very good first impression, but Relative. but that's what I mean. That's why you need a planner. We know these things. I have his name, and we won't right. be. <laughs> so when that name comes up, you're like, oh, you know what? I got another list you may want to check out. I got. Let me tell you about my preferred DJs, okay? <laughs> You're uh, one of them, Gene. I, so. I, I I appreciate that. Uh, you know, Michelle, we worked I think like three or four events together. And, you know, I only have the vendors on this show that I truly feel have the couple's best interest in mind. Most importantly, have the skill level and the education and the experience to really give the audience, you know, what they need to plan a fun, entertaining and stress-free wedding. So uh, with that said, I think the dog is like, Jane, when you're <laughs> done with this interview, Jane. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> pay attention to me, daddy. I'm honored. Thank you, Jean, for having me. I appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And I'm looking forward to working with you again. Okay. Me too. Sounds good.